Reading in Church, a proud partner with Audible.com. Previously on Reading in Church and Other Distractions. It's not using that same language, but mm-hmm. that was the first place I went when I was looking at this celebration of yeah. the limitless power of God in this. So God's God's cool. <laughs> That's that That's should be the section s- heading. Summary. Yeah. <laughs> And don't you know anything? Don't you know anything? Colon, God's cool. <laughs> That's right. That's it. That's the point. <laughs> this, is like, this is a kid's study Bible. <laughs> Do you, does, is Isaiah 40 used much in the New Testament? It's the greetings, fellow kids, study Bible. <laughs> it is the greetings, <laughs> hey, fellow kids. Hey, kids, God is cool. God is, have you heard? God is cool. God is my drug. <laughs> so. It's going to be our new podcast for kids. <laughs> greetings, fellow kids. <laughs> God is cool. God is cool. Oh my God. God doesn't want you to eat Tide Pods. No. God don't is cool. Get, don't yield to pressure. I read something. Somebody tweeted or somewhere and said, 20, what did they say? Uh, 1998. In 20 years, we'll have flying cars. Yeah, 2018. Don't, don't eat, eat Tide laundry, Pods. Don't eat laundry detergent. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Things just keep getting better mm. and better. Oh, you know, never underestimate how dumb people are. Welcome to Reading in Church and Other Distractions with Rob and Mike. Well, welcome back to Reading in Church and Other Distractions. I'm Robert Wallace. I'm Michael McKeever. And these are the readings for February 11th, 2018. This is Transfiguration Sunday. Let's do it. So I'm hoping to learn even more about Transfiguration. You taught me last year. and so. Oh, did I? Yeah, I came into this still were, wondering what the heck the Transfiguration can't was. You remind but, me about that. But uh, maybe this time I'll learn even more. Oh, a year ago. You know, I always thought well, I'd go back and listen to those things, but I didn't, you know. Well, somebody has. It's I been nice. three years. It's but quite a bit of downloading I, I that's forget. been happening. Um, yeah. So we've had uh, even more countries get involved this week. I mean, I, I mentioned international oh. last week, and there are even more countries involved this week. Well, so. a lot of our friends are in Davos this, this week. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Sure they are. Of course. <laughs> Uh, is that in Greece? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. We I think a, it's an island in we Greece. We had a lot of downloads from Greece this week. Really? Which is, yeah, so welcome uh, to the podcast. Uh, oh. Um but That's thank you they, in yeah. Greek. Yes. I just thought I didn't know how much the New Testament guy knew Greek, so I thought I... A little. Yeah. <laughs> we have four readings. Second Kings 2, 1 to 12. Uh, Psalm 50, 1 to 6. Second Corinthians 4, 3 to 6. And Mark 9, 2 to 9. That's what so we've leapt forward in Mark to the Transfiguration, and then we will leap backwards again yeah. yep. once Lent starts. That's right. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we're in Mark. And move forward. So, yeah, anything... Uh, dipping into Second Corinthians. Yeah, that again, that's an odd, odd jump that's in That's a hard one to dip into the middle of the argument. Anything going on that we need to, to talk about? Well, you don't have to, like, say yes or no now, but what okay. about this for a name for our podcast? Um, I thought we had a name for our podcast. The Tide podcast oh. <laughs> the tide podcast <laughs> let's just try it for a few weeks and see if it drives any hits i don't i don't anyway. well you know maybe you'll come the up tide, in the google searches the tide podcast challenge yeah raising the tide podcast no, no i don't know um a rising tide podcast yeah sinks just, let it, just no. sleep on it we'll work on that all right yeah that's yeah okay i'm done um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm really sleepy uh anything I don't think there's anything we're talking about. Make sure and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. <laughs> there's nothing, we're, nothing talking we're talking about. I think we're good. Oh, that's great. Great being with you this week. Nothing no, happens in our lives. We should go ahead and go. It's again. January. I am getting ready for a trip, though. Oh, that's that's right. exciting. That's yeah, true. I'll be leading another uh, seminar in California. So next week. Oh, um, land of the earthquakes lately. Yeah. And Como leo la Biblia. So 
reading the the Bible. Yeah, actually, this one is alphabetization biblica. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, I'm alphabetizing the Bible. So, so I guess Amos comes first. Is the Bible open? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those. Which which alphabet? Who knows. Anyway, that's next week. So, All right. You're in, yeah, you're in the neighborhood. So you're just in California, not in uh, Tijuana? I am going to be preaching in Tijuana on the 4th okay. of February. All right. I'm going to have to talk to you about that sermon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that on Antichrist? It is. It's yeah. on the, okay. yeah. First For time. or against? I think I'm going to come out against, okay. but it's early. Right. It's early. I don't want to get some pushback. Well, yeah. It's California. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm ready if a, you're ready. Take a stab at this. Second Kings. Second Kings. Got some place names, but it should be a pretty easy read. A lot All of repeats. Right. All right. Now, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind. Spoiler alert. Elijah, yeah, I know, and Elisha were on their way to Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. He's kind of a little drama. Mm -hmm. He's into the drama. Mm -hmm. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The company of the prophets who were at Jericho, this is like a franchise. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> Jericho, the multi-campus church. <laughs> Drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he answered, Yes, I know. Be silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you live, I know what the rule of three is, so I'm going to this one. Okay, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of the prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water. The water was parted to the one side and to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. Mm -hmm. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you. Elisha said, Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. Mm -hmm. He responded, You have asked a hard thing. Yet, if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted you. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah ascended in a whirlwind into the heaven. Into heaven, mm -hmm. Elijah kept watching and crying out, "Father, Father!" The chariots of Israel and its horsemen. But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. Mm -hmm. I love uh, Eli Elisha because it's just—it's practical stuff for living. You know, it's just. <laughs> He's a, just a down-to-earth guy, except for this this, this one where he's certainly up in heaven, not down-to-earth. Otherwise, it's just yeah. kind of like reading Proverbs or James <laughs> or something, you know? I, I love this passage. I really do. Um, so we know from the very beginning that the Lord is about to take Elijah up into heaven. Yeah, in I caught that. Um, and this means that the company of prophets that keep talking— are true prophets. Yeah. Because they, they know it. They're coming out and saying, Yeah, you know that's gonna happen. Which oh, means they saw that, the video uh sermon. Sure. Their, sure. Their, the big screen. Yeah, on their campus. Um the the journey that Elijah makes is odd because Gilgal's actually not that far from Jericho. Oh. And so he goes from Jericho from Gilgal, uh just north of Jericho, and then goes up into to Bethel. Oh, or actually yeah. down to Bethel. And then goes back to Jericho. Oh, okay. And then I mean so I don't quite understand mm. that yeah. little journey. That's 
I mean, maybe a, a good use of your time. A ten mile west walk and a lot of elevation ten mile too. East walk. Right. It's weird. Um, and then goes on across the Jordan River. Um, so he he literally does not ascend in Israel proper, um, mm-hmm. which is which is appropriate because he blows in from outside mm-hmm. to begin with. We don't get yeah. Elijah's origin story. He's the you know, handsome stranger that blows in from uh, outside of town uh, to mm-hmm. challenge Ahab at the beginning, and then when he goes out, he gets assumed into heaven as well. So uh, he is uh, blown into heaven with a whirlwind. Uh, not the chariot separates them, right? He uh, gets blown up. I didn't ever notice that till you pointed that out last year. I think. Yeah, we've talked about this before, you know, haven't we? And I keep passage. looking when we might have talked about it, but I can't so, find when we talked yeah. about it. But we've talked about this. Sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the the neat thing to me, I think that Elijah is telling, I, I think he's being honest with Elisha. Look, you can stay um, here. There's a company of prophets. Apparently you can get work oh. if you're a prophet, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that you can stay here, but I need to go a little bit further. And Elisha is asking, you know, is being devoted. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how to read this exactly. I don't know that Elijah is asking for him to make some sort of commitment. If this is, is this passive aggressive? No, no, you can stay here. I'll, I'll go on by myself. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be okay somehow. Um, you know, you know how many moms it takes to screw in a light bulb? No, yeah. no, that's okay. I'll just sit in the dark. Don't worry about me. <laughs> that's, I don't think that's Elijah. Yeah, here. that doesn't sound like Elijah. Uh, I think it's it's ju- it's an earnest look. You can stay here. You know, this is you can get work. Mm-hmm. You can be a prophet of the Lord. Um, and Elisha says, "No, I'm in. I'm in a little bit further. I'll okay. go just a little bit further. I'll yeah. go just a little bit further." Yeah. And that keeps happening. Uh, he just mm-hmm. keeps going a little bit further until he comes to the end. And we see at the end what he's really after when he says, let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He's, he's asking, you know, these are the rules of primogenitor that were mm-hmm. existing in this society, which meant yeah. the oldest son gets twice, uh, two thirds of the estate and all the other children split mm-hmm. the third, all the other boys yeah. split the third. Right. So when he asked for the double portion, he's saying, let me be your successor. Success. Yeah. Let me yeah. be your son in the spirit. And, yeah. and so that's really what he's after. He's following Elijah mm-hmm. saying, I'm ready to carry on this, this yeah. call. Yeah. And, and Elijah acknowledges, really? Are you really? Because prophets, really? I mean, mm-hmm. this is not... Wouldn't it be easier to hang out at the company of prophets and just pop up every now and then and offer a word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, they don't get to see the waters part or the chariots burn or the winds blow. They they don't even have their names remembered. But Elisha has his name remembered. He's willing to follow a little bit further and do the yeah. hard thing. Yeah. And uh, God grants him his request and lets him lets him see what happens. So it's, it's really... I mean, it's a... It's a neat story to me about, I, I think that you could take the easy path and God would understand it. It would be okay. And mm-hmm. Elisha's like, no, I'm willing to do the hard thing. And, okay. and I think that's okay too. Um, it's, I, hmm. it's this calling that is in front of, him. I think that Elijah's given him an option. You've stayed with me. You've done well. You okay. can stay here. Um, hmm. Or you, you know, and Elijah says, no, I think I want to do the hard thing. I want to, that's, I, I don't think of God's will as a monolithic thing. I, yeah. I think that. God, I think it's a dynamic thing that happens in a, a wonderful dance between us and God. Then <laughs> I think personally, Elisha's decided to choose the harder thing. Okay. I think he could have chosen the easier thing. We just wouldn't know his name. <laughs> yeah. He'd have been, you know, many one people of, did. One of the company of prophets yeah. there. Yeah. So Maybe a lot of people with a name that sounded like Elijah. For all we know. <laughs> That's Living comfortable. It life. doesn't quite as uh doesn't rhyme as closely in Hebrew as it does. Uh, Eliyahu and Elisha. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's hard in English. Yes. Yes it is. Elijah, Elisha. Well, it's not a like a threefold test then. I don't think so. Huh. I don't. Maybe. 
I mean, I get that. That is a trope, but Second Kings would be boring without the succession. <laughs> yeah, yes. It'd be a mess. Yeah. And they get to see this. And then of course right after this is when Elijah goes up and and uh you get the uh going up you bald heads thing. Oh the, the axe head. That's when that is. And all that stuff. Yeah. Some odd stuff. It's it's interesting. <laughs> the interesting life of the prophets. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Yeah. And and the um the the last thing that Elijah does before this is is prophesy the death of a king. I mean mm-hmm. it's it's kind right. of interesting. And doesn't Elisha kind of a catalyst for some of that? Uh not for that one. Oh. For the success he anoints a successor? Uh he anoints a successor to no, that's later. Then oh, Elisha anoints a successor. Oh, later, yeah. yeah. With Jehu. Okay. Yeah, this no, that one was one of the funniest stories to me. He falls, uh, Ahaziah, the northern king Ahaziah, falls through his bedroom wall. Oh yeah. And becomes ill and tells the people to seek the god of Ekron, seek Beelzebub. Right, seek uh-huh. the crappy god of Ekron, which is, is a great. That's what, you know, Beelzebub, Lord, yes, of, the fra- Lord of the Flies, is yes. I go with crappy god. Uh-huh. That's more socially acceptable than what you could say. And uh, and on the way they meet Elijah. I read that book in grade school. Yeah, right. Sure. Good. They, they, meet the, uh, they meet Elijah, who then says, go back and tell the king he's going to die. And the people then, mm-hmm. even though they're under orders of the king to go, they turn back immediately. So what authority does Elijah have to get an envoy of the king to listen oh, to him? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then... Elijah, they could return and they said, uh, we ran into this pro he goes, How'd you get back so fast? He goes, Well, we ran into this guy that said you're gonna die. Yeah. And how's I said, he dressed? Well, right, how's yeah. he dressed? He Harry with a belt. Oh, Elijah. We were doing that last night. We were doing Mark last yeah. night. It's like John is described as Harry, Harry coat with a belt. That's but him, man. That's Elijah. I had to read that. And message. so he says, Well, go get Elijah, bring him here. And so they go out and the first guy and it it gets more it escalates. Yeah. The first captain of fifty says, uh, man of God, uh thus says the king come down and then man of God, the King speaks, come down. And in both of those cases, Elijah says, if I'm a man of God, fire is going to consume you. And mm. it does. Oh, yeah. And it eats yeah. all of them. Yeah. And then the third captain 50 comes to him and says, please don't kill me. Yeah. And God says, you can go with him. And so yeah. he goes with him and he meets the King and he says, so, and, and Elijah goes, I told the guys you were going to die. And then the next line is, and he died according to the word. Of Elijah. <laughs> <And> he <died. laughs> so, so he died according to the word that the Lord had spoken to Elijah. And uh, and then after that he leaves. So I mean he he, I don't know exactly what that is, but it's this goodbye to this kingship in the north and part of Ahab's line coming to an end again, even though his brother gets on the throne. Uh, and then Elisha takes over and continues that challenge to Ahab and continues that um, the ministry that he's got. So, mm-hmm. and but of course since he doesn't die, that of course you know sets up the the expectation he will return. Right. Uh, and. Right. That of course creates that messianic expectation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So that all that is associated with John, biblical right. and extra biblical speculation and traditions about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Did did you find? Well, I guess we don't know. I mean, it, what what extra biblically do you have with John and Elijah? You just mentioned that in passing. Uh there's stuff in the Mishnah. There's stuff in uh, 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 here's Testament literature. Uh, Bordering on apocalyptic. Okay. Um, yeah. Anything that's getting into um, apocalyptic expectation or really loose, you know, um, um, what is it? Is it Midrash? What's the what's the retelling where it gets yeah, Midrash? The, where you can, Midrash? Yeah. And there's where so you can many, riff. Yeah it's, yeah. it's it's a lot of riffing on on Elijah. There's a lot of like just just bizarre stuff. Like oh, wow. even when Elijah was born. 
fiery angels appeared and wrapped him in fire. It's like, what? Why? Wow. How is that relevant to anything? Well, again, the Bible didn't say anything, right? And no. so anytime you've got exactly. silence, you've got all sorts of fun you yeah, can you have. You don't know his origin story. And so, because he, he doesn't have an origin story, he just blows in and starts, you know, opposing oh. Ahab. Yeah, I'm thinking, how does that solve? Question. What question is what that question answering? Were they, right. What question are they asking <laughs> yeah. that this answers? Yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, it's a fun... I, I, I have preached on this passage several times, and it's... Uh, I've always, the title of it's How Far Will You Go. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. Maybe I did hear you preach on this. Oh, it's, it's recent. If anyone has listened to past podcasts and you can remember <laughs> where it was we've talked we, about this. We don't listen. We to obviously that. don't pay any time. I listened that week and then I've obviously flushed it from my head. Moving on. When you're a professor, you're in walking deja vu anyway. So oh, gosh, I know I've talked about this problem. before. I know. So. I know. I'm overlapping in, in two classes. I feel like. I feel like I'm. I've just said this to you, but I didn't. Right. It's really bad when you're in the same classroom. <laughs> yes, that makes it hard. Well, yes. So rules for a living, practical <laughs> principles of highly effective profits. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except for right. the maybe well, he could have you know mapped his day out better. Be willing to do the hard thing. That's the the message. And that. There. And that. Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, fix your GPS. Otherwise, you're going the wrong way. Yeah. Head up to Bethel. You know what? Up, I think I need to go back down. Uphill, to downhill. I think I would want to, wouldn't want to do that trip more than once in a day. Yeah, really. Okay, well, Psalm 50. I'm ready. All right, you're listening to the Tide podcast. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we are. 50. No. I'm just seeing how that, just trying that on. Yeah, I see. All right. You're getting the good stuff. We're not getting into the heavy stuff in this psalm. It's a great psalm. Yeah. Psalm 51 to 6. The mighty one, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Mm -hmm. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes and does not keep silence. Before him is a devouring fire and a mighty tempest all around him. He calls to the heavens above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather to me my faithful ones who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Mm -hmm. Selah. Selah. Yeah, this is a a small portion of a, like one fourth, one fourth of the psalm, basically, Mm -hmm. that we have here. Uh, This is our very first psalm of Asaph. Yeah. Uh, We don't have. uh, I actually saw that tonight. I believe you. Um, this is book what two? Three? This is book two. book two. This is book two. Yeah, the the Asaphite uh, Psalms start here, and then there's another collection of them in book three. Um, we don't know who the Asaphites were. There's speculation that they were uh, connected to David, uh, and then there are other speculations that they were temple singers post exile connected with Ezra. Sometimes they infest roses. I've heard. Uh, I think that's aphids, oh, aphids. as opposed okay. to Asaph. Aphids. Okay. Uh, that's. Um, but keep thinking. Okay. Um, <laughs> trying to do my part. I understand. Uh, the this is a, a neat song because you do have God speaking in it. Um, that's it's a, it's unusual. Most of the psalms are words to God mm. uh, that through the canonical process have become words from God. But here we have God saying, "Gather to me my faithful ones, um, who made a covenant with me by sacrifice." So that is a. That's a neat extra. Uh, that that actually uh, literally who uh, cut a covenant with me by sacrifice, which is the way you say make yeah. a covenant. Um, yeah. That is very likely a reference to, um, well, the practice you saw in Genesis 15. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah 34 mentions it. Uh, some extra biblical uh, 
text mention the 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 prophetic text from Mari um, mention that uh, the covenant by uh, killing a, a donkey will keep this podcast as clean as possible, uh, and that if you if you uh, fail to uphold the covenant, let what happened to the donkey happen to you. So it was a a way of imitating. You know, that kind of commitment. And so that's probably the kind of covenant we see being referenced I'm nodding here. Nodding knowingly over yeah. here. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> that, a donkey. A donkey. Donkey! Uh, but you have the... Uh, you know, Abraham cut the animal in half yeah. and then mm-hmm. cut the bread and everything and then mm-hmm. had to... And then God passes between the the halves of the animals, the smoke pot. Makes sense. Uh, it's pretty logical. Yeah. I think uh, we talked about this as gang initiation. Yeah, right. Time. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a weird gangling. Well, that's what he's talking. It's the same issue here. Yeah. You know, the faithful ones who have cut that covenant, who have, you know, who've said they will pass uh, and do those things. So that's, you know, a very a neat, uh, I don't know, setting apart by God, mm-hmm. this notion of covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, the mighty tempest and devouring fire, the big theophany and power of God. And then, then there's the big therefore. The rest of the psalms like yeah. therefore, <laughs> yeah. I, I have some high standards, and you guys worship is rotten, and, uh, and right, it and is. Then your, your lifestyle is horrible. It is a statement. It is a statement yeah. about their worship. We, and their we problem. Make a big wind up here for you know, unleash on them. Yeah, we just stay with the happy part, don't yes. we? Yeah. Yes, yeah, and it works well with what the other stuff. Okay, <laughs> we don't want we don't want a good Bible verse to screw up our <laughs> the, sermon. The happy part. That's what I always tell students: if you're going to preach from Isaiah six, just make sure you stop at verse eight, or you'll screw your sermon up. So <laughs> that's right. Right. Um, th- well, this is in, canonically speaking. This is getting into the uh, fifty-one, right? With the big uh, forgiveness oh, okay. of David moment. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, huh, think about I, that. I do love verse twenty-two and twenty-three. This is this is how the psalm finishes. Mark this, then, you who forget God, or I will tear you apart, and there will be no one to deliver hmm. those who bring the thanksgiving as their sacrifice. Honor me to those who go the right way. I will show the salvation of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Will tear you apart. People who screw it up. <laughs> nice greeting card. Yeah, yeah. Is there is there any echoes of sacrifice there? Them, him tearing them apart. Uh, maybe that could be. Yeah, mm. the sense of tearing you apart. That you become the side. Well, that's yeah. That's probably yeah. the exact reference that you get from earlier. Yeah. Good yeah. job on that. Huh. Wow. Yeah, that is probably the exact reference. Beautiful psalm. We're not going to read that part. <laughs> We're not going to read that part. Yeah. That balance. Um, it is funny though because you have this this psalm which talks about right sacrifice and. Um, and, and how you actually, you know, I was just look, trying to find this good one. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your folds because these people have been so wicked. They're not, um, they've been so wicked. God's not even having any regard for their sacrifices. Yeah. And then in 51, God says, you don't, he says, you don't delight in sacrifice. David says, you don't delight in sacrifices mm. or I would bring one. Mm. Uh, your sacrifice is a contrite heart. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of 51, oh. it says, uh, then you can rebuild Jerusalem and I can bring right sacrifices. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this, at some point uh, the verse was added because oh, oh, okay. in the post exile, yeah. you know, you don't want the pe- temple wasn't yeah. being rebuilt. He wasn't saying. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. The temple wasn't being rebuilt. And it's like, well, you know, it says right there and we sing in the song or that we don't have to, God didn't like sacrifice. Well, no, he likes yeah, sacrifices. Yeah. Let's right. let's pay attention here. <laughs> let's not take this to, let's not use that as an excuse to be disobedient. Yeah, like being a pre- press secretary. Yeah. Clearly he didn't mean Clearly that. Clearly <laughs> he didn't say what he said. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's what has happening here is that uh, it's not your sacrifices that are a problem. It's your attitude. And then yeah. David, you know, you don't like sacrifices. Your mm. sacrifice is a right heart. Then at the end it says, but I'll bring sacrifices because yeah. we know you love those yeah. when they're right. Yeah. <laughs> so you okay. can see, it's just neat to me for me yeah. to see the canonical story kind of yeah. 
Uh-huh. It's like, you know, I was teaching this in class once and I was, and I use, I'm trying to talk about canonical shaping and how communities produce texts and these texts are, you know, transmitted and loved. And, and that, that, and I'm showing the end of verse 51, the last two verses of 51, which you, you could, if you look at the rest of the Psalm, they do seem to be added, yeah. you know, to kind of okay. bring it into a little bit of more canonical idea. And I said, well, you know, it's like, it's like the, the, when we've been there 10,000 years line of amazing grace, you know, that that okay. was not original to the song right. that wasn't John Newton. And he added, that was added later by, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. they were up in arms. Nobody cared that the Bible had these verses that got added, but man, amazing oh, they grace had been amazing messed grace? with. Really? That, I mean, the level oh. of stress that happened in that class, this oh was probably 20 years goodness. ago. goodness. Uh, when I had that, it's like, okay, obviously we see what wow. really matters to them in this oh, is don't yeah. mess with amazing grace, oh, man. Yeah. That's Duh, just, yeah, or footsteps poem. Oh, the footsteps poem. Yes, you've, you've learned that one the hard way a time <laughs> wow. or two. So, goodness. But uh, but yeah, it's this this community shaping that you see. I think this buildup of sacrifice. I'd never put that together before, and I certainly I didn't. I hadn't seen that tear you apart. Is probably yeah. that reference to Yikes. that verse five. You get your so, sacrifice right here. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. If you don't get your sacrifice right, then I'll take care and make you one. Yikes! Wow. So. I don't have a whole lot to say about this one. I mean, I only got six verses I'm supposed to talk about. I had to go to the next psalm to find something to talk about. Yeah, I know. It's nice. It's a nice start, though. But it is. Oh, absolutely. Rising of the sun to the setting. Yeah. um, The heavens to the earth. I mean, you get this span of God's power Mm -hmm. and the heavens declaring his righteousness. Yeah. So out of Zion, the uh, the perfection of beauty. This is talking about temple worship, Mm -hmm. likely? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the the place where God meets earth, Mm -hmm. there on Zion. Yeah. And the and and the the mountain in uh, Mark we're going to see in a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mountains are suburbs of heaven. Are they? I, I read that this week. <laughs> the mountains it's are a suburb. suburb of heaven. It's a suburb of heaven. I like that. And the temple apparently is a suburb of heaven too. Yeah, that shows up. That's that's clever. Suburb of heaven. <clears throat> also, as we're discussing this, I was thinking it's not entirely related, but he's thinking um, aphids are probably the worst sports mascot ever. That's probably why you don't see them anyway. You think really? Yeah. Because where I'm from in Indiana, we had a team in our division. They were the Logansport Berries. B E R R I E S. The Logansport Berries. If you're listening from Logansport, oh my, please, you know, write oh in. Oh my. So yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Though they're the coolest. About um, the fighting Quakers. That's that's that one's always confused me. Pin yeah. the pin, yeah, fighting Quakers. The one that best sports mascot ever to me though is the Arkansas School of the Deaf. Uh, they are the leopards. They are the Arkansas School of the Deaf Leopards. Oh <laughs> yes, I've heard that. <laughs> like now that that's clever. <laughs> so, that's... Points to that. Okay. <laughs> Strong finish to that psalm, I think. You're listening to the tide. <laughs> Wonder a bit there. Wow. Oh. Well, let's pay some bills with a commercial. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Reading in Church is proud to partner with Audible.com. For you, the listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. Surely you can find something interesting in all of that. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch for your free audiobook. Go there today.
Oh man, Second Corinthians. What? Yeah, Second <laughs> Corinthians. Just like this. Tangle. There's a Second Corinthians. This tangle of words. Paul. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Take a shot. And even if. Oh well, that seems to have gotten into a conversation yeah. here. Even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing. Duh. <laughs> In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Oh, I got to diagram this. In my notes. For we do not proclaim ourselves; we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has Not shown, I've, seen, I've heard that from before, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Oh, just pile up those genitives there. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Um, That's pretty straightforward. I don't right. know what So, as you know, <laughs> uh, this is building on what he's been talking about to this point. <laughs> <laughs> right. In Second Corinthians. As we dipped in. In uh, however you've pasted that letter together. Yeah, it's, it's presupposing a uh, some sort of uh, argument going on and challenge to Paul's authority, although we know a lot less about Second Corinthians, what's going on. It seems to be, and even if, you know, some, has he been accused of his gospel being, being veiled? veiled? <laughs> yeah. 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 Even it, if it is. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's veiled to those who are There's a lot of plain, well, it definitely pairs well with Mark and... Uh, and as Mark alludes to, um, both of these texts are alluding to Sinai mm-hmm. and Moses um, coming down from the mountain and being shiny, shiny uh, things. It, this is the common theme here: shiny things. So, is this the this the Moses veil? Yeah, that yeah. we got. This we're would be about here? The, the veil that Moses wore, so that the Israelites wouldn't see the glory of God. See the glory of God in his, his face. face. But Paul takes that as he's talking about something like the preparatory or. Um, yeah, the preparatory role of the law. He says what Moses isn't hiding the glory, but he's hiding the fading glory because there's this new glory that's coming. Mm. Okay, so it's a very, he's riffing on the veil, the veil. and Moses uh, because his gospel is the true unfading glory, the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So there's a whole slew of different theories like, well, what is he arguing? What are they taking issue with in his gospel? Someone's taking issue with the fact that he's saying the preparatory role of the law or what do you mean the, the Moses glory is fading? But um, ultimately that's the kind of stuff he argues in something like mm-hmm. Romans and Galatians talks about this, uh, um, like the, uh, the slave who takes you to school and gets you ready, and as a child, you're you're treated a certain way. But when you come into maturity, you're um, that's superseded by a uh, a different sort of relationship you have, and it's just a different sort of freedom you have. And and uh, it's this presupposes a pretty good knowledge of scripture, yeah. Paul's arguments, and also and nuanced the, riffing on and and uh, the situation in Corinth yeah. that this is addressing. That we also aren't. Yeah, quite 100% which we're sure. really not really sure because it evolved since First Corinthians. I mean, there's been a letter in between First and Second Corinthians. Yeah, yeah, at least another another letter and an evolving situation and, and an awkward visit. Right, different kinds of people coming in and undermining him. Yeah, an awkward visit. Um, First Corinthians is a bit easier because the questions are actually in the letter. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of on the surface, and then you have a continually a deteriorating relationship that he's that he's trying to retrieve 
and also addressing some of the critiques by now at this point is aren't things better by now i mean at this point in second corinthians don't you have the you know i'm sorry i had to be so harsh but i actually am not sorry a, because it's a little better you up. Yeah, a little better but it's still it's still strained he's still having to contend for his apostleship yeah you that's know? yeah and there have been other you know he, he talks about the super apostles who come yeah. in and talk about themselves and in the and in let's see the previous chapter he's saying we don't i'm not preaching myself you know i'm not puffing myself up i'm, I'm preaching christ right. um someone said there was a quote in one of the commentaries i read this week said the most difficult task for a preacher is not to preach himself you mm. know because we do present yeah, ourselves sure. we put ourselves in to guard against that mm. it's interesting I forget who that was um, for we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. Now, he's always critiquing these super apostles with these great credentials. Who right. Come in and strutting around. So, But this is, a, this is almost like a real nuanced like, rap battle or something. They, they're, they're, they are they're, they're doing they, what they do with Scripture. I mean, they're, they're a lot freer with Scripture, as you yeah. know, and how you engage and how you might pick up a, a phrase here and there and... and Turn it a certain way, and mm-hmm. you use it, pick out a certain nuance to it, and apply it to a different context. And definitely going on here, um, it sounds a lot like it. Well, it, it engages nicely with the transfiguration. It sounds like themes that John takes up in his prologue about you know the law came through mm-hmm. Moses, but grace. I do think it's interesting that we sit here with unveiled faces, which is right before this. This is the beginning, the end of chapter three. Mm-hmm. Is you know all of us with unveiled yeah, faces right. seeing the glory of the Lord, mm-hmm. um, and so and then even if it is veiled, yeah, <laughs> veiled for those who are who don't get it, who don't who are are not believers, yeah, yeah, and and unbelievers in this context is probably um, Jews from the synagogue or Jew or or it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Judaizers, but it would be. This is what I don't quite get about Saint Corinthians. It, it seems to be arguing against unbelievers in the sense of. Jews who've rejected. Okay. Um, so that's not who's come into Corinth, though, but that might mm-hmm. be a, a point of the argument with some oh, that someone citing that as his lack of authority. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a good grasp of it. And, and most anyone who, who writes big books about it is basically spitting out conjecture also and yeah. no to agree. So I don't, don't entirely know what to do with it, but it is interesting what he does with Scripture, um, the way that these, these themes from... Sinai are are played with, you know, in, mm-hmm. in uh, Transfiguration, in in John, uh, and in and in Paul's Paul's letters, and it could be we've mentioned this before how he he unpacks the vision of Christ that he's had on the road mm-hmm. to Damascus. We talked mm-hmm. about that, so it's probably one of those locations where the element that element of his own vision, right, of the resurrected Christ, the glorified Christ, yeah, <laughs> who was. It, as I think about it, it's different than the Easter appearances because it's like, I think that's Jesus. You know, it's not Jesus right. isn't quite the same, but he's not he's not appearing in glory mm-hmm. when he's in the, you know, and they're in, in that Prison. locked room and right. he appears to them, um, as opposed to say um, the appearance to Paul, which knocks him down, or even mm-hmm. um, the appearance on the mountain in the Mount of Transfiguration. Yeah, it's like wow, that's that's real. That's that's, that's unveiled glory. Yeah, you know, that's like. The full impact. So it's interesting that, that Paul, having had that experience, may go to a text like uh, Sinai yeah. and contrast uh, a veiled glory with this mm-hmm. full, the full encounter with God through the glory of the resurrected Christ. 
Yeah, oh. and that the veil was protecting those of little faith. In mm. I mean, that's the image Paul has, right? I mean, that that it's it was the people of weaker faith who couldn't bear to look on what Moses is doing with this veil. Isn't that what he says in the previous <sighs> chapter? I go back and look at there it is. Not like Moses who put a veil over his face to keep the people of Israel from gazing at the end of the glory that was being set aside, but their minds were hardened. Indeed, to this very day, when they were reading the old covenant, the same veil is still there, since only in Christ is it set aside. So, yeah. So the people who are looking at the glory, he's he's reading the Sinai experience, but he's also his interpretation not, of there, yeah. gazing at the glory. You know, the glory that was disappearing. It's right. like, well, that's not there in Exodus when you read. Yeah. That. Oh, absolutely not. Right. So that's an. Interpretive spin already. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if our gospel is veiled. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's involved. I had to go back and, you know, read big chunks of Second Corinthians. Even so, it's like, wow, this is That's really... Argument worthy of Romans. It's not all in Second <laughs> Corinthians. It's in this ongoing conversation. And, uh, and it's very intertextual. This is one of those moments when we're hearing that one side of a cell phone conversation when we're not real sure what's being said on the other end that's provoked. provoked yeah, it's like one, one side of a conference call as we walk through a room. <laughs> it's like a lot of voices here. Oh. And one of them is, uh, well, one of them is what we're used to reading in, in Exodus, the assigned experience, but also there's the, uh, there's him riffing on it. Right, you know, Which right. he probably has done in his, you know, he does that in his, in his own preaching and in his letters. So, mm-hmm. but definitely, you know, that, uh, pairing off against, you know, law and, uh, uh, well, the, the spirit and letter, mm-hmm. uh, Moses and Jesus, um, common sorts of things you'll find throughout the new Testament, uh, as they grapple with, what does it mean? The relationship between, you know, this, this new covenant that God has right. established, uh, fulfilled, pointed to, by the law, but transcends the law. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that people would misunderstand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and argue about that. When you bring in forceful personalities and, and church uh, politics and, and little people squabbles. Who are, people who are probably working the way they would expect people to work. Probably people coming in, accepting patronage, probably mm-hmm. people coming in, yeah. doing the kind of things you would expect teachers to do. And mm-hmm. Easily dismissing Paul because he's purposely not doing that. Right. Paul going, yeah, it's not a bug; it's a feature. I'm, right. I'm doing something different here. So yeah, you yeah. could understand like, why he's running up against this. Mm-hmm. In the in the and these people, people have connection to, to Jerusalem and like Paul, he's just this out loose cannon out here. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you could see where he would be marginalized. Oh yeah, continually. It's easy. His whole ministry is continually have to contend for his own apostleship. In, in churches that he's planted. Yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about this in uh, Jeremiah classes, that it's helpful to remember that that all of these books that we have, particularly the prophets, are minority voices. Mm. You know, it's not yeah. what most people were thinking. Mm-hmm. It's only after exile, people go, you know what, they were, we should probably hold on to those. <laughs> that yeah. They actually knew what they were talking about, and the majority mm. of the folks were wrong. Right. They were the ones that were Wasn't right. there someone who warned us about this? <laughs> And whatever so, happened to him? Oh, we whatever, killed him. We killed him. Oh, we might not have. Might <laughs> should have not have. Let's build him a shrine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, again, with Paul's letters, it's almost the same thing. Yes. Right? It's just minority voices. Most people were not listening that way. They were functioning no. like culture was yeah. functioning. Which yeah. I know it's hard to believe that many people following Jesus could be products of their culture. But and he talks about not being, not appearing impressive, you know? Yeah. But he comes with power. And, uh, the spirit is at work in his ministry. 
All right, you ready to transfigure Jesus? Yeah, let's do this. Mark 9. So now we've leapt forward, 2 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them, hmm. not even with oxyclean. Listening to the Tide podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now they've come home to roost. Yeah. I get it now. Mm. You've been building toward All that, right, haven't you? chickens. You? No, actually uh, not. But yes. You've been setting me up for nope, that this whole I, I time. I wasn't. That was just I lucky. Saw, huh? I saw, you saw an opportunity and uh, you win it. Okay. All right. Okay. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Probably about how did you get your clothes so dazzlingly white. <laughs> uh, then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you. In the Greek, it's mansplained. But <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, but let me just say this. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. He didn't know what to say. Yeah, we get it. Three. Yeah, we get for it. they were terrified. I like that. He didn't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> then a cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud, there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. So this one is addressed to the crowd. Mm. Okay. Well, it's a small crowd. Small, well, crowd, three people. Yeah. Uh, three, I guess five. Uh, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. All right. What? It's <laughs> like perfectly clear. I was confused until you said that part. Yeah. After the Son of Man has risen from the dead. Can we just take a moment to congratulate Moses for finally making it to the promised land? I oh. Think that's nice to see. Yeah. yeah well, it doesn't him, say what mountain this is, but I'm assuming this there. is within, within the it's Israel. probably Hermon. But yeah. which or the Mount of Transfiguration. I think it is. The, I don't think it's the Mount of Transfiguration. You know? No. No. <laughs> okay. That one is on the pilgrim path there in the middle of the land. Oh, you mean the one where we... Where you find the Mount of Transfiguration. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Probably Herman. Okay. If we're going to judge, yeah. Anything else? Yeah, that's a that's that's closer to heaven. Yes, that, that suburb, that's close to town. Well, Herman's big. I mean, the snow yeah. on the top doesn't even yeah. ever melt. That's tall. So. I mean, that's that's like the, the quintessential. That you want a tall mountain? We talk about Herman, you know. Yeah. And snow, and you know, that's the top. Yeah, I I, I think that's probably true. And uh, that's the kind of thing that happens on mountains. Mountains almost reach to heaven, and uh, so crazy heavenly things happen on mountains. Yep, mm. um, place where heaven meets earth, and uh, that's that's kind of in Sinai, and that's why they there's mountain imagery and temples, or kind of mm. the raised levels of temples, and um, so this is where you expect this kind of stuff to happen. So, uh, and obviously this is interacting with Sinai and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. two guys who've seen visions of God and uh, had mountaintop experiences, and. Yeah. Um, also two guys who, one who we just read about didn't die. And, and right. then there's that suspicion about Moses and extra biblical literature. It's like, well, we think he died, but not sure where God buried him. So that's, that's kind of spun out a bit more in, mm-hmm. uh, extra biblical texts. Yeah. You can always say a whole lot about stuff. When you, yeah. You yeah. Know. Why not? You know, even when the Bible does say things like, and Moses died. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, well. Yeah, that's not going to stop the fan fiction. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Moses fan fiction. Moses fanfic. Yeah. Right there. Well, you know, I'm not, don't want to ruin the story. You know, the rabbis said how Moses died. You know how that happened? No. That God kissed him. Oh. And that when God kissed him, then Moses died. So, okay. So there you go. So speaking of, the kind <laughs> like, of thing that happens like in fan night, fiction. Like a night-night kiss? <laughs> <laughs> I think exactly like yeah. a night-night kiss. And then um, he woke up and saw God. And, and then he gets buried because... No one knows where. We're getting, but anyway. we're getting deep. 
<laughs> well, this follow in in I think each of the synoptics. I believe this follows the first uh, announcement of the cross. So it is. Yeah, that was right before this, right? Where he sets yeah, his face. I mean, he yeah. starts, and it's followed by another one. You know, like mm-hmm. y- you understand this better when I rise from the dead. Oh, okay. Well, that was right. On the, just before this, it was get thee behind me, Peter, because Peter's mm-hmm. like, you're not gonna die. Yeah, you're just being negative. We'll yeah, get through come this. On, yeah. Pick it up there, Jesus. You'll be all right. Just being negative. Yeah, that's, what, that's, what, that's the way I translate that, right? Yeah. yeah. When he says, the son of man must die, Peter pulled him aside and said, Jesus, you're just being you negative. You just need a good night's Hang rest. Hang in there. Hang in there. We're going we're gonna to do this. <laughs> we're going to do this. No. We're going to power through this. Well, right after this, right, as they're coming down the mountain, yeah. he says, so they kept the matter themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mm-hmm. mean, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it, they no. still don't. Well, well, I can understand that. I don't get that. Yeah. He's just being <laughs> he'll be fine he'll be fine get him a snickers <laughs> Peter's explaining he's angry he's just angry <laughs> we'll do this oh before I forget what God says okay yes. my son the beloved listen to him yeah. that's what that's an echo of uh, Deuteronomy 18 which we read just uh, ah. a week or two ago yeah so like Moses that uh, passage that you seem to reference more than I actually yeah Moses even Moses reference. says in the end days God will raise up a prophet like me listen to listen him. to him okay. yeah and you have Moses here yeah so that's what that's what happens here gotcha yeah and and in Luke just after this uh, they come down the mountain a couple episodes and then um and then the Martha and Mary story and it's like none of the disciples are listening to him but the first person you see like Listening to Jesus is Mary. Is Mary. Yeah, even to the, to the exclusion of everything else. You know, the culture says she should be doing. She's going to listen to she's Jesus. Listening. So uh, That's funny. Does, he, does in Luke, is it still listen to him? Is it the same? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, she gets it. I, I think, is the cloud Sinai? I mean, is that theophany? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. That's how God appearing. shows up. Yeah. Uh, you know, clouds, earthquakes. Yes, he did. Horns. <laughs> <laughs> Sirens. Yeah, we had a siren go by. I wonder if that our old our old microphone would have got that. I think I was listening for more. Yeah, the uh, fire engine just went by. <laughs> the afany down the road or something. I don't know. Fire and horns and smoke. Yeah. The afany yeah. engine. The afany engine. Yeah. So this is uh, obviously two great prophets to you know people to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, Moses and Elijah. Who are you going to put above them? In. Well, you already had the John appearance, so then you have Elijah coming. Is there anything to the fact that Elijah and John are in the same book? I mean, I mean that I, I don't know. I'm just... hey, nitpicking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I Elijah just wasn't there long. That's true. He didn't just hang out visiting. Just... Visiting the mountaintop, barely, barely on Earth, just on a mountaintop. Yeah, and then he's gone. You know, after yeah. the clouds gone. So definitely, you know relativizes them to a degree, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm not sure what Peter was saying. Of course, he wasn't either, you know, Peter <laughs> didn't know what he's saying, so let's explain what he meant, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny to try to explain what he means since he doesn't know what he means, but well, building, a, building just, a tabernacle. That, I was going to say, that awkward moment, we're all yeah. celebrating Feast of Tabernacles, and so, yeah, uh, so I guess yeah. we need a couple extra, I <laughs> yeah. mean, unless Moses wants to double up, I, I guess Does we that need mean three more. we're going to, uh, let's keep this going, let's dwell here, or let's memorialize this, or uh, let's put them on the same level. Are they level. hanging with us now? <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> are, they, are they, they in, hanging. too? I mean, if they're going to be here for a while, we should probably yeah. build them. I mean, I just brought enough sandwiches for us. But... Bring up some chairs from the basement. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's, what, that's what it is in our house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess yeah. I guess they're here now. Cool. So it's definitely more the uh, the uh, wilderness experience, you know. I do love this. <laughs> he did not know what to say, for they were terrified, and that that could follow Peter's speech often in the book <laughs> <Yeah>. of Mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could all always... well in Acts. I mean, he actually says it. He says it's a sermon, then doesn't. You don't realize he fully doesn't understand it. Yeah, later. until later with yeah. the Cornelius thing. Yeah. That's, oh, you that's about what I that. meant when I was mansplaining. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About the women. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> women are included, too. Yeah. That, speaking of, that just, just reminded me of that when Peter gets out of prison, and they're all praying that Peter gets out <laughs> oh, of yeah. prison. And yeah. the girls will say, hey, Peter just got left <laughs> out of here. prison. Like, we're praying. We're praying. <laughs> it's like, I see. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, it's a great moment. And the, yet another time when they don't believe a woman. They don't believe the woman, exactly. Ash woman. Or what they're, or that what they're praying could actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, you know, that that is actually what is happening at the very first scene in Luke, when Zechariah, it's like, that's right. it's a moment of prayer, he's lighting incense, represents prayer, <laughs> he's been praying for this, everyone outside is praying, and it's like, what? How could... An old person <laughs> have a baby. How could God answer prayers? It's <laughs> you know? a moment of prayer, you know, okay. Yeah. So he doesn't know what to say, for he's terrified. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. He's I a spokesperson. The they is the, is the... He might come across as bad, but he's probably saying what everyone's going to say, yeah. you know, and it's not going to be very coherent. Yeah. Yeah. So that they would refer to Peter and James and John, not yeah. Moses and Elijah. Yeah. They weren't scared. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they'd probably yeah. seen this before. And it's a lot like, you know, like Sinai. Uh, who, let's see. Uh, who does he go up with? Moses goes up with Aaron uh, and uh, well, no, Abihu, not, doesn't he? he? But he, not all the way. Not, no. Yeah. Well, Aaron go, at one point, go but Aaron stays down. Joshua goes and one part way. Um, who are those other guys? Are you thinking of Nadab and Abihu? Yeah. Yeah, they get zapped in. Yeah, later. Vegas. Yeah. But are those they don't go, Aaron's sons? Yeah, those are Aaron's sons, yeah. but they don't go. Don't they go partway up the mountain? They may one time. Yeah, okay. But the other time, they're, I mean, Aaron's down to make the golden calf. Mm-hmm. So. But I heard someone talk about how, the, how far you go up the mountain, whether you touch the mountain or go up the mountain, yeah. how far you go is just like the temple. How oh, far can be. you go into yeah. God's presence? Could be. Oh. Any hoozle. Uh, this is a glimpse of. <laughs> Sounds Everyone's like, up the mountain. This this would be like it's starting where we just started in Corinthians. Like <laughs> any hoozle, even if our gospel is veiled. Like, <laughs> I think we came in, in the middle of something. Yeah, yeah fall, exactly. But this is a glimpse of beyond death. Okay, right. this is a glimpse that you don't even get this glorious a glimpse even in the in, in the Easter resurrection in any of the Easter resurrections. Yeah. Uh huh. And I didn't. I don't know if I thought about that before. I was definitely thinking about it today. I go, this is very, you know, um, assuring that you see, yeah, I know we're going to get beyond this because we're going to, you know, this, this is how we're going to get beyond this. You yeah. know, it's like, I'm not hangry. We're going to get through this. This is showing, this is where this is headed. Does but, John uh, have a transfiguration? Uh, he doesn't need a transfiguration. Oh, well, well excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't John need a transfiguration? Because the incarnation is the revelation of Jesus' glory. So he doesn't need one point in the story because every page has his revelation of his glory. Okay. So it's his signs always reveal his glory, and the oh, incarnation okay. itself is a revela- you know, paradoxical revelation of his glory. So okay. first sign he does, the water to the wine, says he did this sign to reveal his glory to his disciples gotcha so yeah it sounds like this sounds like john's stuff it's like yes it is and it's everywhere john so but he knows you know there's a point of transfiguration he's playing with that all the way through okay doesn't include it because it's everywhere so So this this is interesting because this is on the heel of the who do people say that i am right yeah he goes Caesarea philippi who do people say that i am you're the christ 
good. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> and I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. Something like that. <laughs> I'm going to be killed. And in three days rise again. Don't get the raised. Raised again said, part. He said all this quite openly. Um, and then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. And then listen, Jesus. Uh, yes, just, you know that's not. Let's selling. not go that direction. Let's not. Let's not take it that way. That's, people aren't. Uh, they're not. That's not going to respond. Yeah. Uh, so then he, he called the crowd and got louder. Right. If anybody wants to be my followers, let them deny themselves, take up the cross, and then yeah, don't be ashamed of that. And then, or if yeah, if you're ashamed of that, then the Son of Man will be ashamed of you when He comes in His glory. And then we get His glorification a week yeah. later. Yeah. With on transfiguration. So. That's interesting because it's it's this confession of who Christ is, this explanation of what the cross is going to be, and this challenge the disciples need to, you know, not to be ashamed of this, um, or you're not going to understand God's glory. And then you get a taste of glory right after yeah. that. Yeah, and yeah. Now, is it in Mark? I didn't I didn't look at it. Uh, he says there are some among us who will see the Son of Man come in glory. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, truly, I tell you, there so are some standing a, here who will not taste is death. Kind of a fulfillment of. Oh, like that just happens? That's kind of, that's one way to understand this is what it's like when he comes in glory. You know, he's glorified. Okay, wait. So there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God has come with power. Yeah. And And then it happened. And then the next (laughs) verse, the three guys saw him come with power. Now that doesn't solve all chronological problems, but it definitely says, oh, that's a frame for what's going to happen. You know, okay. This is is the son of man. I'd never seen that fulfilled that way. Yeah. Okay. This is also the beginning of that journey, right? I mean, he sets his yeah. face to Jerusalem. This here. is the, this is the turning point. Jesus has been killing it to this point. You know, he's like doing miracles, and and even when he faces opposition, he silences them. And right. you know, it's just been just you know, he's got three hundred perfect bowling score. Or something. I don't know. I'm talking, <laughs> thinking about bowling. He's We're mixing our metaphors great, here, great are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Work that in your sermon. Uh, people love that. Boy, you should have seen Jesus yeah. bowl, man. Yeah, he's a. Uh, He's 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 crushing it to this point, and then it's like the expectation. I'm sure is fantastic, and then he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, and I'm going to go up to Jerusalem to be crucified." So it's been it's been opposition, but it's been all like striding from triumph to triumph in in this first half. So this is the turning point for the second half. It's okay. all toward the cross after that. Yeah, which is going to be why this precedes Lent. Yeah, that journey to the cross. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is uh, in every in every in the synoptics. This is the turning point in the in the plot. Yeah, there's only one journey to Jerusalem in the synoptics, the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like this is Act One. This is the cl- end of Act One. Okay, or the beginning of Act Two. You know, uh, in the play. So well, I don't know if you're gonna the big musical number. I mean, the the, the this is gonna go out big. You got to go out the Transfiguration. I mean, that's got to be the end of Act One. Yeah, right? yeah. Because you got to finish yeah, strong. Right. Yeah, okay. and then you can pick yeah, up. Okay. Yeah, coming down the mountain with the Father and the, yeah, and things don't go the well. Son. Just yeah. like when Moses came down the mountain, things don't go well when you come down the mountain. Well, they were trying. Yeah. <laughs> They give them, a, you know, they were trying to cast out the kids. Yeah, the it's demons. not, other than that you know that in, when Moses came down the mountain, it's like, it's golden a mess. Calf, yeah, right. golden calf. Unless you knew that, it's like, why is this so bad? You know, why is things, so, they, they don't fill in the gaps for you quite as much as, n- none of the, none of Matthew, Mark, or Luke, kind of like, why is it, why is it, why does he get so upset with them at that point? It's like, but it um, is kind of echoing that if you're, if you're hearing and expecting some more of the, uh, the Moses story, then you're like, oh yeah, this is the after the. This is when you come down to the mountain and everything's in disarray. You know, they, these things they've been they've been doing well too. It's like they can't even do this. They can't even cast a demon out yeah, of a kid. Yeah, you guys don't get me. 
I just think it's, you know, well, why can't we do this? Well, you need, this kind of comes out with prayer. Yeah. So you guys don't, Yeah. obviously, <laughs> you can't but do you that. Guys don't do. Well, they don't. They, <laughs> they sleep when they should be praying. So, yeah. All right. Well, that actually makes some sense. Again, I'm, I think I'm going to understand <laughs> the transfiguration after three years. It's, I mean. It's sure. If you're more surprised at the Bible making sense or me making sense. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or the yeah. Bible thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You mean the, the bowling metaphor makes sense? <laughs> no, I don't mean that. But that, that really helps. I'm, I'm not being facetious. <laughs> I actually on the fly. Have... <laughs> I'm thinking about... Oh, the bowling metaphor on yeah. the fly. What's a really good motive- metaphor for doing well? Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wonder. It's amazing people... that he has, us, he has us at his fingertips. He can just... <laughs> people listen to us because these guys do this professionally. What in the world? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. yeah, us, man. We express ourselves. <laughs> One of my friends who was, uh, and he said this because he did not know what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> he did not know what to say, so it was because he was terrified. Um, a friend of mine, it was uh, he had a uh, was getting a master's in piano performance at Baylor, and we were fixing my house. My house was all sorts of problems, so we were replacing a sink, and he could not. This sounds like a made up story. It is not. He could not get the you know those basin wrenches to work because oh, back behind those things those were a mess. Are hard. And man, he was he was screwing up. He kept dropping this and moving mm-hmm. that. And I said, Man, you suck with your hands. What do you do for a living? <laughs> that's, that's kind of bowling. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Yeah. That'll make perfect sense. <laughs> well, on that happy Well, we note, have a bowling team. You know that, right? We have a bowling. Oh, at the school. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I say, when we have a, I, I think I told this joke one time. I said, I can always tell my bowling students because they do this when it's during the test. I got <laughs> my dry, hand Drying their hands over the, hand over the air they before nervous, they, they go. They got their hands out, and it's like they're trying to dry their hands. Dry up. their hands off before they take the test. The That's a strong finish, Mike. <laughs> strike. <laughs> yes, I agree it was a strike, although we may be talking about different sports. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for listening this week. I hope that uh, your last Sunday of Epiphany goes well uh, as we journey toward Lent. So our next Sunday reading is going to come from the first Sunday in Lent. So, oh, okay. Um, but we jump back to the beginning of Mark again. So. Lent falls on Valentine's Day. It does fall on Valentine's Day. So if you gave up chocolate, I guess it's Hmm. pretty... It's a twofer card. It's pretty bad. Find a card that talks about... A a Valentine's Ash Wednesday card. (laughs) Absolutely. Smudge of ash. They're everywhere. So uh, so have a great week. Uh, Blessings. Blessings. Have a great week.